Yes, Jerry Maguire, I'll show you, me, and all of our listeners the money in this podcast episode. Welcome. You're here at The Beacon. So glad you found us. Prepare to have your blind spots eliminated. Hey everyone, and welcome to The Beacon by Omnistar Financial Group. I'm your host, David Darab. This podcast arose from our passion to curate the very best ideas and insights in practice management, finance, investing, and leadership from our network of trusted advisors, consultants, and high-performing individuals. Our goal is to illuminate your blind spots and provide actionable strategies for you to use in your practice. If you enjoy this podcast, you can always find more information about these topics along with others at the Omnistar Financial Group website, omnistarfinancial.com. It's important to remember, it's not what you don't know that will get you in trouble. It's what you know for sure, but just ain't so, that will. So, let's jump in and get started. In this podcast, we continue our deconstruction, decoding, and deciphering of the key financial statements. Last episode, we dug into the income statement. I hope you found that insightful. If you haven't heard it yet, no worries. Check it out when we finish here. This episode is about the statement of cash flows, the third and final financial report you should be reviewing monthly. To begin, let's make sure your accountant is providing this report to you. I found that the cash flow statement is not always included in the monthly reports, but you can have it added simply by requesting it from your accountant. As you will learn here, this is an important report to review. In fact, it could be the very most important report, since cash is least subject to estimates and assumptions and critical to keep your business afloat. In each of the three financial statements we've studied, there's a measure or indicator of business performance. In the balance sheet, we have owner's equity or retained earnings. In the income statement, we have net profit, and in the cash flow statement, we have operating cash. Remember, profit is not cash. Show me the money! Profit is a promise and contains estimates, assumptions, and adjustments, not money coming in. You need cold, hard cash to pay yourself and your employees, buy supplies, along with investing in equipment. Cash is a reality check. Profit is vanity. Show me the money! So, you might be saying to yourself, who cares anyway? Who watches cash? Well, only the most successful investor of all time, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett, along with his partner, Charlie Munger, know all too well that the income statement and balance sheet can contain all sorts of estimates, assumptions, and biases that can distort their information. Cash is different. With cash, you are indirectly examining the bank account of the firm. Cash is a number least affected and influenced by the art of finance. Cash is a reality check. Profits do not equal cash. Profits aren't real money. Cash is. Show me the money! Expenses on the income statement do not reflect the cash going out. The cash flow statement 
by comparison, always tracks cash in and cash out during a time period. Remember, all that equipment you bought at the end of the year using up your Section 179 deduction because a sales rep told you it was deductible and would save you taxes. Those payments don't appear anywhere on the income statement. Rather, they appear slowly over time, month by month, as a depreciation expense on the income statement. The kicker is, those items are paid for with cash long before they've been fully depreciated. This cash outflow appears on the cash flow statement. With this in mind, remember that while cash is king, cash flow is the queen. A business can generate profits without cash. On the flip side, a business can also generate cash without profit. Profit without cash is how most small businesses go out of business in their first year. That's why that new restaurant is having a hard time gaining traction and they simply run out of cash and are forced to close. Their expenses outstrip all their cash, and it's cash that's required to keep the doors open. Alternatively, a business generating cash but no profit is not sustainable in the long term. Eventually, the lack of profits will catch up and cause a non-profitable business to run out of cash. Alas, all is not lost. Finding the right expertise can help. A firm running out of cash needs financial expertise, while an unprofitable firm needs operational expertise to help lower expenses and or generate additional revenue. Bottom line is, a healthy business requires both profit and cash to maintain financial health. Show me the money! Let's dive in and dissect and deconstruct a statement of cash flow. This financial report is divided into three categories. Please note cash coming in is positive and cash going out is negative. In the first category, cash used in operating activities, which is all cash related to the actual operation of the business. It includes cash from customers, cash for salaries, vendors, rent, and taxes to name a few. The second category is cash used in investing activities, which is all cash related to investments made by the company, such as the purchase of capital equipment. And finally, the third category, cash used in financing activities, which is all cash related to borrowing and paying back of loans, as well as the purchase or sale of stock or the payment of dividends to shareholders. One can see there's lots of useful information here. We won't worry about how this report is generated. We'll leave those details for your accountant. We'll just look at the prepared final report. The first category, operating activities, is one of the most important numbers in all of the financial statements we've examined. It indicates the health of a business. A company with consistently healthy operating cash flow is probably profitable and probably doing a good job turning their profits into cash. With healthy operating cash flow, a company can finance more of its growth internally without borrowing. The second category, investing activity, shows how much the company is spending on assets to grow the business. And finally, the third category, financing activity, 
shows the borrowing and paying back of loans and dividend payments to shareholders. What does all of this mean? Understanding the power of cash flow and how to manage it can strengthen your business in several ways. First, you must understand where the money is coming from and where it is going to. A strong operating cash flow means the business is generating cash. Paying down loans and investing in assets creates negative investing cash flows, which can be very favorable to the long-term growth of a business. Selling stock and raising money from shareholders generates positive financing cash flow, which may be a great sign, or it could mean the company is selling stock or taking out debt as a means to stay afloat. Second, you can directly affect your cash by closely managing your accounts receivables, inventory, and expenses. Learn to study the aging of your receivables and calculate and track your accounts receivables ratio, which is your accounts receivables divided by your average monthly production. Aim to have this ratio less than one which means your accounts receivables should not exceed your average monthly production. Develop systems to speed the collection of your accounts receivables. and You can immediately generate additional positive cash flow. Receivables are the same as giving your customers interest-free loans on their balances. The longer it takes to collect your money, the less of it you will have you should have very few accounts that exceed 90 days. Similarly, work to reduce the stockpiling of inventory, which uses up your cash. The quantity discount suppliers offer may not be saving you money in the long term, since holding inventory and supplies on your shelves costs cash, especially if these supplies expire. I like to remind doctors when they look at all of their inventory and supplies. They should be seeing dollars and cents that could be in the bank or in their pockets rather than sitting on their shelves. Show me the money! Tighten up your expenses too. Negotiate more favorable payment terms with your vendors. Extend out your accounts payable, the money you owe your suppliers. For you, extended payment terms is just like a free loan from your vendor. And who doesn't like free? Evaluate carefully the strategy of prepaying months of rent expense at the end of the year. I know that many doctors are told to do this. This quickly depletes your cash reserve. Tax planning is critical here, so consultation with your tax professional is essential. But taxes should not wag the dog. Go ahead and take this cash as salary pay your individual taxes, and then use this additional cash to grow your personal balance sheet. Finally, we spoke earlier of a key metric used by Warren Buffett. This metric is called owner's, owner's earnings or free cash flow. It's the difference between operating cash flow and net capital expenditures. Both of these values come from the cash flow statement. Operating cash flow is the total from the top section of the statement. Net capital expenditures can be found as a line item in the middle section, the investing section, listed as property, plant, and equipment. Again, 
This metric is called owner's earnings or free cash flow. Companies with healthy free cash flow have many more options to grow, expand operations, invest in equipment, pay down debt, and pay dividends to shareholders. In a dental practice, those shareholders are very likely to be the doctor owners of the practice. In summary, our key takeaway points are, one, cash is not subject to the estimates and assumptions present in the balance sheet and income statement. Two, profit is not cash. You can't pay bills or payroll with profits. Three, healthy positive cash flow is essential for the long-term sustainability and liquidity of a company. And four, Cash flow can be improved by accelerating the collection of outstanding accounts receivables, minimizing the accumulation of excess inventory, and closely monitoring the timing of expenses. So, that wraps things up for this podcast. Hopefully, you have a better understanding of the mechanics of the statement of cash flows. We hope that this information has created a few aha moments or stimulated some additional questions you can direct to your advisors or accountants. We welcome your inquiry here, too, at Omnistar Financial. Our contact information can be found at our website, omnistarfinancial.com. You'll also find a link to sign up for our newsletter. Please share this podcast if you found it helpful, and leave a review on iTunes, too. We welcome your feedback and suggestions for future podcast sessions. You can always find me, your host, David Darab, at my Twitter handle, at ddarab. Thank you so very much for tuning in and listening. We are very grateful for your time and attention, and so very pleased to have you join our audience. And now for the required disclaimer. This podcast is a publication of Omnistar Financial Group. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. All expressions of opinion reflect the judgment of the authors as of the date of publication and are subject to change. Information on this podcast does not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice. Professional advisors should be consulted before implementing any of the options presented. Omnistar Financial Group is not engaged in the practice of law or accounting. Information contained in this podcast should not be taken as financial, tax, or legal advice. Please consult with qualified professionals concerning your specific situation.